This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. So here we go, 117-115, Warriors up two, 2.4 to go. You would expect LeBron James to throw it hard at the rim to try to get Davis or James coming down the lane. He's going to barrel to that rim. Free throw is up, and it's high, it bounces, rebound loose, knocked away. James gets it, the shot's up, no good, the ball game's over. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. What a finish. What a finish and what a thriller inside Chase Center tonight. LeBron James and the Lakers in town and a whole lot of drama down the stretch as the Warriors pull out a 117-115 to victory over the Lakers. John Dickinson with you here inside Chase Center for the next hour. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. 888-957-9570. You can shoot me a text on the Comcast Business text line. You can also uh, give us a call at that same number. 888-957-9570. A lot to react to it, coming off of this one. A ball game where I, I think overall the Warriors didn't play great basketball I think the Lakers if you look at at their side of things would probably tell you that's one of the better games that they've played over the course of the last month let alone this season Uh, Warriors not so much some defensive slippage I thought uh, after the first quarter especially Uh, the, the Lakers uh, kind of having their way for stretches of the game, at, you know, getting to the free throw line, getting to the basket. But the, the Warriors uh, matched the physicality of, of the Lakers throughout the course of, of, of this game and, and wound up battling with them in terms of the boards, out-rebounding the Lakers 41-36. But, but all in all, two storylines. The headline number one from this one is Clay Thompson going off in the fourth quarter to the tune of 16 points, 6 of 10 shooting. Uh, his best game and best quarter since his return back on January the 9th, and the Warriors needed every bit of it down the stretch in this one as, as they found themselves uh, down by 6 at 101.95 midway through the fourth quarter, and and Clay Thompson uh, immediately uh, he, he gets an and one. Uh, 
and, and then there's a technical foul on Frank Vogel. Clay Thompson ties the game uh, at 103. He had eight in the quarter at that point, uh, but he was only halfway done. A huge three-pointer to give the Warriors uh, a, a one-point lead, uh, and, and the Warriors go on to win it 117 to 115. The other headline coming off of this one was Jonathan Kaminga, and, and you're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say about Jonathan Kaminga following this one. He gets the start tonight. A little bit of a surprise coming into this one that, that he got the start. Uh, played 25 minutes. I, I would have thought with Otto Porter back and, and in the fold that, that he would have got the nod. But Steve Kerr had mentioned before the game that, that he wanted to give Jonathan Kaminga the start because it helped with Otto Porter's minutes. Porter on a, on a minutes restriction has to stay right around the 20-minute mark. He ended up finishing the game and, and ended up just a tick under 24 minutes. Uh, but he also threw Kaminga in there and, and gave him a, all right, you got LeBron, <laughs> kind of a welcome to the NBA moment. And Jonathan Kaminga was tremendous in the first three quarters, especially picked up his fifth foul uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, right around the, the seven-minute mark. And Otto Porter wound up coming in, and Otto Porter Jr. finished the game with Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and, and eventually Clay Thompson uh, with the way the Warriors' rotation is at this point. Uh, it got to that point, but it wasn't until the 440 mark when, when Steph Curry wound up uh, back in the ball game. But just uh, an electrifying fourth quarter for Clay Thompson, and I'm back type of a fourth quarter for Clay Thompson, and also a, uh, I think an arrival kind of a moment, an arrival kind of a night for Jonathan Kaminga as he goes toe-to-toe with LeBron James and took his lumps some of the time, but but also had an impact. And, and we talked about it on Warriors Live before the game. This is the kind of bright lights, ABC, Saturday Night Showcase, national audience going up against LeBron James for the first time in your career. That is the kind of game that Jonathan Kaminga has has really brought it in. He's played his better games against some of the better opponents and in some of the games that are more high profile. And that's exactly what you want if you're the Golden State Warriors uh, in a youngster that, that can run a, a little brash and, 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 and at times I think maybe overconfident or, or acting as if and playing as if he, he, he believes he's arrived. Like, but, but tonight is... Tonight, tonight, where you love that and you and you want that and you need that, and he's played his way, I think, into at least continues to play his way into the playoff rotation for the Golden State Warriors. You do what he did uh, against the Lakers and against LeBron through through big time stretches, and it it answers the question as to well, why did Steve Kerr start him over Otto Porter? Forget about the whole minutes restriction thing. Uh, he, he gave Kaminga the run because he wanted to get him the experience and wanted to see how, how he would handle himself, and he did to the tune of 7-8 uh, of eight in the first half and everything was at the rim, uh, three dunks, winds up with 18 points, nine boards, uh, and, and just was running the floor and aggressive and just a, a super, super impressive uh, impressive performance uh, for Jonathan Kaminga in this one. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570.
7-0. Thought the Warriors caught uh, a couple of breaks. Uh, there was a Steph Curry pass that, that got deflected, uh, that, that wound up in the arms of Clay Thompson, who knocked down a big three uh, right when the Warriors needed it uh, to, to, to land in his arms and, and everything. You know, the game just kind of found Clay Thompson in, in some of the big moments. Uh, Jordan Poole had a bad miss on a, on a forced three that went off the opposite side of, of the backboard on the opposite side of where Poole shot it from, and the ball went right to Otto Porter, Johnny on the spot. He kicks it out to Clay for a three. Uh, that that was a, a couple of big Clay buckets on some fortuitous bounces, but I, I, I really like the way the Warriors matched the, the physicality of the Lakers and, and just grinded out a win uh, against this team. A lot of fouls, maybe too many fouls uh, at times. The Warriors did botch uh, trying to foul uh, against LeBron James in, in the final seconds there. Up three, won a foul, put him on the line for two. I know uh, many disagreed with that call. I thought in real time uh, that, that Steph Curry's foul was, was before the LeBron James shot. Uh, we'll hear from Steve Kerr on that. He'll give his thoughts on it. But I thought the Warriors had opportunities to foul well before it even got to that point. And, and from my point of view, from my point of view, it is often, and I always cite Rick Adelman back in my, my younger, younger days coming up in, in the game, uh, I covered you know, Rick Adelman toward the end of his stint uh, with Sacramento, and, and that was a question that would come up, and he would always say it's a lot easier said than done to foul in those situations. You you have to, to practice it, trust your team in doing it, and, and it's easy to just say foul when you're up three. It's a lot harder in a, in a game situation where everything is fluid to just do it without making a mistake or without missing an opportunity when it's right there in front of you to, to maybe foul because you're worried about a three, you're worried about an angle, and then and then inadvertently fouling at the wrong time and you wind up putting somebody on the line in the position that, that LeBron uh, w- was put on the line. Uh, however, LeBron goes to the free throw line having to make three and he, and he misses the first one. So at that point, the Warriors were in great shape. He knocked down the second one, and we play the final call as uh, LeBron went high. He didn't go for the, the, the front rim miss. He didn't go for the hard uh, miss off the back iron. He went for the high arcing uh, back iron miss, and Otto Porter and others in there mixing it up, uh, knocking the ball around. It was like a hockey scrum in front of the net, uh, trying to prevent a goal. Uh, you know, w- w- with the extra attacker I- in the game uh, and-, and the team trying to score. Great job by the Warriors there, uh, and they wind up uh, getting the win in this one, 117 to 115. So 888-957-9570, Let's get Eric and Milbray in here to get us started tonight on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, what a night for the Warriors, Eric. What a what a ball game, man. Uh, Big-time performances from not only Clay Thompson, but uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, I love the game tonight. Uh, Warriors were reeling. They really need this game. It looked like Lakers were going to take momentum. Luckily, Clay got really hot there in the end. The Warriors really controlled this game and really should have won by double digits, but let it get away from them, and it looked like it was going to be a repeat of that Knicks game, but luckily, Clay came to the rescue on uh, just a great to see him really get going there, and Curry as well. Even though his shot was kind of off, but all in all, the, it wasn't a pretty win. It was a hell of a game, but the, the Warriors really needed this against a really struggling uh, Laker team. You didn't want to come off three straight losses and, and two of them at home to really two struggling teams in the Knicks, and now 
the Lakers as well. So they'll take this. They got two games going to the break. You want to finish strong. Uh, I think I, pretty much I don't think they're going to catch uh, – they're not going to catch the Suns at this point. The Suns are just rolling everybody right now. But you want to stay in that two seed because Memphis right now is right on your tail. You don't want to drop to the three seed. So hopefully you got the Clippers tomorrow night, which you should win. But the Clippers are pesky even without George and uh, Kawhi. And then Nuggets are a pretty good team. So you got two tough sets. But overall, one last thing. I don't think it's too hard to foul when, when you shoot. The thing is, when they inbound the ball, you bear hug the guy so he doesn't even get a shot off. That's the best way to do it. I don't know why I see so many times these pro ball players, they just want to let the guy catch the ball and then let him shoot and then try to foul him. The best way to do it is as soon as uh, LeBron gets the ball, bear hug him, don't even let him get the shot off. What is your thoughts in terms of teaching that technique instead of trying to just foul the guy when he catches the ball? and he can lure you into a foul like uh, LeBron did tonight. And luckily, he's, a, he's not a good free throw shooter, so that was uh, the right task there. I'll take your thoughts. Great win tonight, and uh, hell of a game. Yeah, appreciate it, Eric. I, I think uh, in that situation, you wanted to maybe try and get it under seven seconds for some coaches is still a little early to, to do it immediately because you, you have the potential to give another opportunity or, or another possession. Maybe you get in a foul game and, and then, you know, you make two and then the opponent, you, know, you go down and miss one. And all of a sudden now it's a two point game, right? It goes from a three point game to a one point game. You make one or two. Now it's a two point game. And, there's still time on the clock where you can run it up with four or five seconds at that point uh, to to be able to, to to be able to get a layup. I thought Gary Payton had a, an opportunity to 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 put the foul on you know very quickly, and and even Steph I thought you know had an opportunity. Although again, uh, in real time, and I know there's been some some differing opinions about the the shooting motion, and uh, you know you could make a case by rule that that was in the shooting motion and so LeBron gets three free throws. Uh I you know I, I thought I thought that Curry got the foul before LeBron went up. Uh but uh, as Rashid Wallace so uh, famously said, ball don't lie, I guess on a on a night like tonight, right? He, he LeBron missed the free throw, the Lakers missed a lot of free throws. Uh I think they're the second worst free throw shooting team in the in the league. Uh, 22 of 33, and uh, on a night where you're going up against that team, you know, the Warriors only made 12 three-pointers tonight. For a good chunk of the game, the Lakers had actually hit more threes, and, and one of the notes that I, I jotted down here uh, in, in you know, at the end of the third quarter was the, the fact that the Warriors had a plus eight in terms of points at the free-throw line at the end of the third quarter. The Lakers had made... Uh, three more three-pointers than the Warriors at, at that point in time uh, in the game. The Lakers didn't make a three in the fourth quarter, and, and the Warriors wound up making four. The Warriors were four of ten in the fourth quarter from three. The Lakers were 0 of five in the fourth quarter from three, uh, and the gap did get closed in terms of the, the free-throw disparity. Uh, both teams wound up, uh, the Warriors with 44, the Lakers with, with 33, but the Warriors made 25, and, and that uh, along with the one more three pointer that they made, proved to to be the difference. Uh, but but in reality, in, in totality, uh, the difference was Clay Thompson. Uh, and and I'm back, kind of a game. Game six, Clay. You know, Saturday night against the Lakers, showcase game, Clay. What, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this was the regular season version of of a of what a game six Clay would look like. <laughs> I think tonight. And he just continues to progress. 
And his ability to go off in the fashion that he did in the fourth quarter tonight, or in any quarter tonight, I think really puts uh, it, it really gives the Warriors another another element. You know, that's a it, it's another type of a way that they can beat their opponent, even though they're not maybe playing to the fullest of their capabilities. Uh, on uh, on a given night. 888-957-9570, Let, Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Uh, we got your shot of the game coming up, more phone calls, uh, some text messages to get to as well, but let's hear from the head coach here uh, down in the Bill King interview room following this one. What did you think of Clay Thompson's fourth quarter? Uh, phenomenal. Just took over the game um, at a time when we desperately needed him. Um, you know, with um, our offense kind of uh, struggling to find a, a groove, and and he got he got hot and took over the game. Steve, congratulations on being named one of the fifteen coaches of the uh, greatest coaches of all time. That's way better than California Sports Writer of the Year. Way better than what? California Sports Writer of the Year. It's like way <laughs> way up there. I, I was curious. You took you took Clay out, and he was right. I feel like at that cusp of. The 30 minutes, um, maybe it was like 31, and then he comes back in shortly after that. How tough was that decision and what went behind that uh, that moment there? Uh, it wasn't a tough decision because um, we're really committed to keeping him at that 30-minute mark while he's coming back. Um, you know, big picture in mind, we um, we know we've, we need him for the long haul. So um, we were going to take him out, and, uh, you know, Mike Brown um, – has uh, the, his rotation mapped out pretty cleanly and it all, uh, it all worked out uh, well, obviously, but um, it's been tough. It's, it's great that he's now at the 30 minute mark. It, it allows us to get to more different, more uh, combinations, but um, you know, it hasn't been easy trying to figure out um, you know, when to play him and, and where as we've led up to this point, but now we're getting to a point where it's a little bit easier. Does the offense just flow to Clay when he's like that, or are you calling stuff to make to to, to get him shots at any point? Uh, it's more just uh, Clay himself. Um, you know, we we might have uh, had a call or two out of the timeouts for him, but uh, for the most part, it's just Clay uh, finding his groove and you know, guys doing a, a good job of getting him the ball. You were. Steve, is there a point when you sense the explosion is coming? Like in other words, to three shots in a row or something. Is there a point when you say, okay, look out, here we go. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can probably feel it too. You know, you, we've been around clay for so long. I don't know if it's, you know, two in a row, three in a row, uh, but he's just has a, a look on his face, um, a bounce in his step and you, you, you can feel it coming. Kind of along those lines. I mean, you were pretty, uh, you explained very well that the feeling when he scored that 37 in the quarter, can you just describe sort of the emotion in the building and on the bench when he does get in that kind of zone? Yeah, it's pretty special because the, the crowd has seen it so many times and, you know, for it to happen now after that two and a half year layoff, um, you know, as much as everyone loved Clay back then, they love him even more now because they know what he's been through. So to, to see him ignite and to see the, the crowd, um, getting so into it, um, his teammates, um, Clay is, uh, his, he's special. It is, um, it goes beyond making shots. He brings, uh, uh, an electricity to the building. That's, uh, it's hard to quantify. 
what'd you think of coming in tonight? Obviously he's out there guarding LeBron most of the time and fouls probably are going to be natural at some point, but what did you think of that? He scores 16 points. He gets nine rebounds. Uh, and did you take him out strictly and, and keep him out strictly because of the foul trouble or were there strategic reasons to keep him out there in the fourth quarter? I took him out because of the foul trouble. Um, and when LeBron went off the floor that we decided to take Jonathan out because he was the primary defender on him and we didn't want him to pick up his sixth before LeBron came back. Um, but by the time LeBron came back, uh, we had committed to, to putting that small lineup back in. Um, and I just decided to go with, with all of our shooters with Jordan and Otto out there with uh, Wiggs and Steph and Clay. So um, I felt bad. I mean, uh, Jonathan was our best player for the first three quarters, and I really wanted to get him back in the game. But um, it was just kind of the way the game shook out and the way uh, our small lineup played those last five minutes. I just rolled with that group. And, and obviously when you start him, you know – He's going up against LeBron. I mean, that's just the way that matchup works. Did you see that, that he rose to the moment knowing how important that assignment was? Uh, he definitely rose to the moment. Um, but the plan was um, let's get him experience now. You know, let's uh, let's put him on LeBron now because um, he's going to have to guard LeBron and plenty of other guys um, in, in the playoffs who are, you know, really, really tough um, tough jobs, you know, tough, tough covers. So uh, we're just trying to get him all the experience he can get right now. Um, and it's, uh, he's handling it um, beyond anything I could have expected um, even a couple of weeks ago. So his, uh, his rise the, this last month has just been uh, brilliant. So just the follow-up is, I guess, knowing you reserve the judgment, the right to change your mind, he's in the playoff rotation as of now? I reserve the right to determine the playoff rotation when the playoffs begin, <laughs> but I would expect him to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, Steve, can I just build a little bit on what Ron asked in, for, in terms of reaction? Clay really kind of lit up the crowd there in the, in the fourth quarter. Is that the loudest you've heard, Chase? Uh, any memories of, of Oracle? Um, it seems like this crowd is starting to grow in its voice. Um, Chase has been pretty loud this year. We've had a lot of big games and, you know, Clay's return um against cleveland it was really loud um he had a game a couple weeks ago here where he caught fire in the first quarter and made seven straight shots and place was going crazy so um chase is um developing its own identity and uh it's uh it's it, it it's it's up to us to put on a good performance to bring the most out of the crowd but um i think the uh the building keeps noise in really well. It's much more intimate than a lot of the new arenas uh, around the league. And uh, it feels, it feels great playing out there. But this was uh, as excited a crowd once the game got going, honestly, as there have been all year, not an overwhelming amount of Laker fans, but enough to where you could hear them a little bit. And then the Warrior fans obviously getting excited uh, to be going against LeBron and be going against the Lakers and, and their fans that had come into chase. Really, really, really strong atmosphere tonight uh, in this building. And uh, you heard it from Steve Kerr, uh, Jonathan Kaminga in the playoff rotation. Uh, best player on the floor for the Warriors tonight through three quarters. 
uh, and he's matching him up uh, with LeBron, uh, not putting him back in the game, uh, at least initially because LeBron uh, had been out of the game after he picked up the 5,000. And Otto Porter, uh, a couple of subtle plays, he got rolling with the shooting there, the shooters, and uh, wound up unable to finish the game, but he had a tremendous impact on this one, a big reason why the Warriors were able to win. Let's get to Galileo uh, in Fremont, 888-957-9570, the phone number. Uh, Galileo, thanks for uh, calling in tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What you got? Thank you so much for having me. Special shout-out to Kaminga. He balled. He tried his best to guard LeBron. And also, Wiggins had three memorable plays when he blocked LeBron's layup, when he got a rebound on a down-the-stretch AD free-throw miss, and when Wiggins hit the three to set up Clay going bonkers and cut the lead from six to three. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate the call. And, yeah, Wiggins has been just right there. Yeah, three off the dribble. Uh, Westbrook had hit uh, Anthony Davis after Clay had tied the game. Westbrook hits Anthony Davis. It's 111-109 Lakers. And then Wiggins uh, hit that three off the dribble. Warriors go right back up one. Uh, and then uh, Austin Reeves. Uh, was able to to put the Laker. He play, Austin Reeves played really well tonight. He was he was cooking the Warriors at at different points uh, in this ball game. Reeves uh, put the Warriors uh, or put the Lakers up uh, after you know Pool had fouled Reeves, and so he knocked down a couple of free throws with just under two minutes to go. And then that's when Pool had the bad miss uh, from three deep, uh, but the ball went to Porter. Porter kicks it out to Clay. And Clay winds up uh, putting that one in, and the Warriors uh, end up having the lead, uh, and they wind up having the lead uh, that they would not relinquish uh, in this one, 117 to 115, the final. 888-957-9570. We'll come back. We'll hear from Jonathan Kaminga. We've also got some text messages to get to uh, and your shot of the game as well. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Curry stops, backs up, pass batted down, goes right to Clay Thompson for a three. Look, and it's good. All right. Let's do it that way. Clay Thompson with a headband. He's a pinball wizard. <laughs> now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, back inside Chase Center, John Dickinson, 888 uh, one of the two plays that I had jotted down is as fortuitous. Ball finds Clay off of what could have been a turnover. He knocks down a three, and then uh, we'll, we'll get to the other play here coming up in this segment as it will be uh, our shot of the game. Uh, we'll get to that later. We're going to hear from Jonathan Kaminga momentarily and Clay Thompson as well before we get out of here, keeping it rolling until 10 o'clock. Still have some text messages to get to Comcast Business text line. Uh, but tonight is the kind of game, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this uh, on the phones or on the text. Tonight's the kind of game where if you're a fan, it makes you want to play the Lakers because there's just more there's just more juice when LeBron's in the building. And, and the Warrior fan rivalry, the Steph-LeBron rivalry, uh, the, the, the Warriors and the Lakers have not played a meaningful playoff series in, I mean, how long? I mean, 1987 was the last last time, right? Uh, we're talking about a, a playoff series, uh, but between those two, uh, you know, yeah, they had the play in last year, but 
neither team was going to be eliminated if they had lost that game, although the Lakers did get the better of the, the Warriors. Uh, it's the kind of game where the, the joy and the edge inside Chase Center for the the Warriors to be able to win that game in the fashion that they did and have LeBron miss the free throw and, and to be able to cheer uh, the Warriors beating LeBron. It, you, you could just feel it. You could just feel Warriors fans eating it up, loving it. And it was awesome. And, you know, just the energy in the building. Lakers have been terrible. They've stunk this year. Like, let's just be honest. They have stunk this year. They brought it tonight. For them, they brought it tonight. Warriors, I thought, brought it tonight, but didn't play well. Some defensive lapses. Steve Kerr mentioned a lot of that. They didn't play well. But they battled. They 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 grinded. They matched the physicality. They, they out-rebounded the Lakers. Uh, you know, Kaminga, we, we talked about him going up against LeBron. But it's it's the kind of game that makes you want to play the Lakers if you're a fan in the first round of the playoffs. But it's also the kind of game that makes you think you don't want to play the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs if you get what I'm saying. And what I'm saying on the back end of that is that the Warriors would win that series and they might even win it in five games. But it would be a hard-fought five games. And if, if assuming Anthony Davis is healthy and LeBron is healthy, and let's just say they've got the roster tonight. You know, and look, Westbrook won't play as well as he played tonight. 7-13, under control, 19 points, did the other things that he does. Still fell asleep on a couple of plays that allowed the Warriors to get some easy baskets. But you're always going to have you know, one turnover for Westbrook in, in, in this game. I mean, Westbrook's going to, play a lot worse and the Warriors of course are going to have Draymond Green back in the fold at some point which helps to make Westbrook and others a a lot worse Uh, so Warriors play the Lakers Warriors are winning that series in five games I, I would say probably six tops but there would be no upside for for the Warriors honestly uh in that series and in essence it would almost feel like a little bit of a free shot for the Lakers right awful season if they were able to get to seven and then it's LeBron essentially getting a free shot to take out Steph and to take out the the, the Warriors with not much else doing uh, in what has just been an ugly ugly season for them top to bottom and LeBron would bring it for five or six games and Anthony Davis would bring it for five or six games and again it's not that the Warriors wouldn't win but they, they would pay a price even in winning, and that that price could go on to have a cumulative effect in, you know, it's also just a drain. Like, that series would be a heavy media series. Every single game would be in a prime slot, and there would would be, it would would be a lot for a first-round series. So on the one hand, I mean, sign me up for all of it, right? Bright Light series. I'm all in for all of that, and, and traveling to LA and and back up here and doing the pre and post game shows and going on shows and all of that. Like I'm all for covering a, a series like that. I would love it from a from a selfish point of view it'd be great. From a fan point of view it'd be fun to vanquish LeBron and the Lakers again. But I think from the toll of you know, the cumulative boy, you play the Lakers and they lean on you for five, six games, and you gotta get you get LeBron. Out. Maybe you're playing Memphis in the second round now because you're the two seed as opposed to the to the one seed, 
and then Phoenix is waiting for you. And then if you get through that, like that is a gauntlet. You get through that, and then the Bucks are waiting for you. Or a new look uh, Philadelphia team's waiting for you. Or Miami is, is waiting for you. And they're going to grind you down, you know, similarly to, to, to how the Lakers attempt to, to kind of grind you down. So it just left me thinking with a number of different angles coming off of, of this one where everything about tonight's game is exactly why you'd want to play the Lakers if you're if you're the Warriors and if you're a Warriors fan, but also why, eh, you know what, give me eh, give me give me the Pelicans. Give me give me whoever give me give me Oda and their inexperienced young, you know, playoff team that going up against the, the, the three, maybe even four future Hall of Famers and and a team kinda on a mission. You know, give me give me that. <laughs> give me give me that. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, a first-round matchup and a little bit of a breather and, and, and then moving on to the next because I think the gauntlet for the Warriors is is going to be there in the final three rounds no matter what. So a fourth round of that uh, and staying healthy through all of it uh, while rewarding and it would give a, a lot of smack talk for Warrior fans to be able to, to run uh, and it would be what thirty-five years since there had been a, a, a series between those two franchises in Northern California and Southern California, right? It's got to be it, it, in, in another way. It's got to be the way it goes down, right? Because the the Dodgers and the and the Giants played right in October, or the 49ers and Rams played in uh, in the NFC Championship game a couple of weeks ago, and and now the the Warriors and the Lakers play in the in the first round of the playoffs. Boy, LA got the got the better of the first two. I don't think LA would get the better of that one, but again, I think it would uh I think it would be it would be a price to pay there. Uh 888-957-9570, do you want them or would you not want the cumulative of even if you win it, uh you'd have to you'd have to pay the price a little bit moving forward. Let's get Drew in Oakland here and then we'll hear from Jonathan Kaminga. What's going on, Drew? Uh you're on 957 the game. Hey, J.D., great win tonight, by the way. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you that, you know, if you get if you get the Lakers in the first round, that's just a tough straw to pull in the first round. It's a grinding series. If you're playing the Lakers, uh, you know, as a Warriors fan, and you want them for all the marbles to get to the finals, not in the first round where they're just going to beat up on each other and then you go limping into the, the second round. You kind of want to lay low in the first, but... Hey, what do you think? I mean, Clay came through in the clutch, but I'm thinking that whole fourth quarter is this is exactly the reason why they need to get a, a somebody in the buyout, like a body, a banger in there to get these rebounds that we are coming up short. I mean, it was a great win, and then, you know, Clay came through there, and it worked out for us with the missed free throw. But I'm thinking the whole time we need to have someone in, in uh, clutch time to, to you know, help seal this away at least with uh, Draymond not being here because it's just we're getting outsized and outmanned. Thanks, JD. I appreciate it and uh, have a good weekend. Well, I I think tonight in in some ways is the template, right? The Warriors out rebounded the Lakers in, in a game like tonight, and there were times where they looked small tonight, just like there were times in the game against the Knicks, just like there were times in the game in Salt Lake City. But I don't know who the big would have been that would have been playing in, in crunch. Like if, if, if Mark Gasol was magically on the Warriors team uh, tonight, would he have been playing down the stretch? 
I, I don't know that he would have. And and they went small. I mean, I, it looked like Kevon Looney was going to finish the game. I thought Kaminga was going to finish the game because he had played so well, and Steve Kerr said as much. But then he went to Otto Porter, and he liked going small. The Warriors like going small at the end of the game. And and they've got a bunch of different ways they can do it, too. Whether it's it's Porter, as they did tonight, that's kind of a new one. They, they could put Jordan Poole out there with Wiggins and, and uh, with – Steph and Clay and Draymond. Uh, when Dray- you know, when Draymond's back, he's going to be out there. So it, I don't think it would be a big and Draymond and Wiggins and and Steph and Clay. I just I I just don't think they would go that route. So I I hear it, I feel it, I understand it. And maybe there would have been a couple of points in this game where you'd like to have another big to lean on Anthony Davis for for a couple of minutes or clog the paint for a couple of minutes, but I think we're talking more earlier in the game uh, than than later uh, in the game. Let, let's uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. we got some uh, Jonathan Kaminga sound coming your way in just a moment. We'll also hear from Clay Thompson uh, as well here as the Warriors beat the Lakers 117-115. to uh, Warriors uh, get the win in this one. So Golden State now, uh, they improve on the season to 42-15. and 42-15 for the Warriors now uh, as you look at this thing. And the Warriors now, uh, 25 games to go, two more to go before the All-Star break. All right, Priest is next. Hey, Priest, how are you, my man? All right, how you doing? I've been done. Good. Watching the last three games, these games are screaming, James Wiseman. To me, I don't, I don't know what what you guys are seeing, but to me, I don't know how. If you okay, look at for instance, look at the difference that an athletic player like Kaminga makes. Look how big of a difference that makes. Now, put him in a seven foot one body it, it just it these games are screaming for James Wiseman to me and I, and I understand you know that Draymond is the fulcrum for the for, for the offense and the defense but in terms of going up against these teams you need an athletic big who can get rebounds score I mean Kaminga is basically scoring on dunk in, in the dunk right. position, at, at Wiseman with his athleticism, a seven foot kid at that with that kind of athleticism. I mean, Looney is fine, man. He's a soldier. He's a horse. You can, but he's a plow horse. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you've you yeah. got to have you've got to have a guy like Wiseman if you're going to go through these grueling playoffs when it's basically half court basketball. You got to get some easy buckets. That's what Wiseman does for you. Thanks, Priest. Appreciate the call. I think Kaminga at this point does it better, and I think the question you have to ask yourself is because you're you're right, Priest. As far as the the like, Wiseman is the the prototype, right? He, he his body type, his athleticism, no question. He needs to play like Kaminga. <laughs> In a way, like get his buckets the same way. It was seven for eight, three dunks. Everything was at the rim. I I tweeted out the shot chart for Kaminga in the first half. Can Wiseman get himself to a point where he can do that 
this season? That's the question. Because if he can, he'll play. If he can't, he won't. But I also think he may find himself competing for minutes with Kaminga, who actually plays that role better at this stage, even at a younger age. Because you have to ask, you know who's going to be on the floor, Priest. You know Steph's on the floor. You know Clay's on the floor. You know Wiggins is on the floor. You know Draymond is on the floor. So who is the fifth? Is it Iguodala? Maybe, maybe not. If he's healthy, if he's not healthy. Is it Poole? If Poole's having an off night or a hot night, you want to go you want to go that route? You can go that route. Is it is it another big? Typically it's not another big. Could it be Kaminga? I think it could be Kaminga at, at times if he's going to continue to play the way that he played. All right. Speaking of Jonathan Kaminga, let's hear a little bit from Kaminga. Uh and you're not going to want to miss what he had to say about uh, LeBron James' physicality. Listen for it here. Here's a couple of minutes of uh, Jonathan Kaminga following the big win. When you start against the Lakers and know that you've got LeBron James as your assignment, what's the think thought process and how did you think you did? I was just excited uh, to play against the Lakers. Uh, growing up, I used to watch them because of Kobe. And then growing up, I actually, like, everybody watched LeBron growing up. So going there, playing against him, it was just, it was it was super cool. How do you think you did? It did it did okay. Have you ever played against someone as strong and talented as he has? I mean, there aren't that many of those guys on this earth. I'll say it's just he's super talented. Uh, I'll say Julius Randle kind of physical, way more physical than LeBron. But LeBron is just super talented. Uh, his past appearance is high level. Like he sees the floor really good. Is this something you enjoyed, or is this was this like a job to you today? I mean, I enjoy playing basketball. I love it, uh, and just while playing against people like that, the day the day they retire, it's not gonna be they're not gonna be there. So just picking up a little things that they're doing floor, and maybe learn from that. We can all see how many minutes you're playing more and more. Uh, Steve Kerr just said there's a good chance you're in the playoff rotation. Uh, do you feel this coming? Do you feel this like this is where they're setting you up to 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 take off? I feel like uh, this is a preparation because for sure I know we're gonna be in the playoff and just playing hard every single day, picking up every little detail. Uh, it's just a good preparation for the playoff and just learning and stay consistent. You had nine rebounds tonight. Can you pinpoint what helped you be really successful on the glass? Uh, just find your man, find any open, any man that's open, uh, especially whenever they're shooting. And I watched a couple of my films before. There are some times I wasn't boxing out. Uh, so I just pick my man and just box out and the ball going to fall right away next to me. So just things that I go back on more me and my coaches and watch films and just learn from there and just come out here and execute. Jonathan, what did you think of your first clay explosion experience? What did you think of the first time seeing Clay go off in person like that, having a, a big performance like that? I mean, it's super exciting. Uh, just watching him going crazy. And on top of that, it's not going – like, it's like it's normal. Like, it's a normal thing to him, just the way he's scoring. Because uh, most of the people on the clash time like that, whenever they shoot a three and make it, they go crazy. It just calm and just – I mean, it's super fantastic to just watch him do that. All right, so Jonathan Kaminga there uh, following this Warriors win. And, uh, yeah, Julius Randle, according to Kaminga, way more physical than LeBron. 
way more physical than LeBron. I'm, I, I, I hope LeBron doesn't get the wind of that one. That might be a little uh, – <laughs> the youngster may have slipped up a little bit uh, on that one. But, no, Randall does do it in a different way uh, than LeBron James, uh, all, all kidding aside. Uh, but, yeah, Jonathan Kaminga coming into his own uh, again, accepting the challenge uh, and and really playing uh, terrific basketball tonight for the Warriors and earning his way into that postseason rotation. Uh, let's get to our shot of the game. Stephen Curry gets it across with two seconds to spare. Gets a screen. Curry step back. Now feeds Poole. Poole fades to his left. Takes a three. It's a bad shot. Rebound goes to Porter. Out to Clay for three. Got another one. He's Clay Thompson. And the rest of us are just watching his magic. It's 115 to 113. The Warriors back up by two points. Warriors back up two. It was, yeah, 115 to 113 at that point in the second of a fortuitous bounce uh, for the Warriors there uh, as the Warriors wind up uh, winning this one uh, by the final of, of 117 to 115. Jordan Poole, bad shot. Otto Porter, Johnny on the spot. Uh, and he's able to get it out to Clay Thompson. And Clay Thompson, uh, just a, a fourth quarter full of big shots uh, from him and a, a fourth quarter full of, of big shots for the Warriors, and, and they needed every one of them. That's uh, the shot of the game presented by uh, the County of Santa Clara. Uh, shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at SCC freevax.org or call 211. Shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. It's Clay Thompson tonight uh, putting the Warriors up two and that's a lead that the Warriors uh, would not relinquish. Final couple of minutes here. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's go ahead and hear from Clay Thompson uh, following this one, an I'm back kind of performance for Clay, 16 in the fourth quarter, and he met with the media downstairs here at Chase Center. Could you feel that fourth quarter coming, Clay? Did you did you sense something like that was in you? Uh, I know it's always in me, but I mean, these things just happen naturally. I can't, if I could plan to do that every fourth quarter, I would, but it's just not the game of ball. It's just a flowy game that great things happen when with time. Clay, you you talked about wanting to be that player you was before you left. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you to be? Able, I know you knew you could do it, but you yeah. just did it. What does it mean to you to, to come this far? It's uh, really inspiring for myself. Um, there are so many long days in this building, so many long days doing the most tedious of things, and some I wasn't used to prior because of my ability to play nightly. So now to be able to do that, I mean, I'm just gonna, it inspires me to keep going. I mean, I'm not satisfied, and not going to lie, I felt really freaking good, though. Clay, you look a, a lot looser on the court, and I think during that fourth quarter, you let out a shimmy. Like, where did that come from? What, what was that? Um, I've seen Steph do it for so many years. I mean, I tried to shake the misses out or something. I don't know. It felt great, though. It felt great. Do you feel looser now post-injury, though? Do you, is that something you feel? Because it does seem like you are, you know, you I mean, I feel looser than I did the first five games. It, that was a very big adjustment period for me. And now to be back uh, shooting with no hesitation and cutting and playing real basketball, I mean, it's uh, it feels great. And I'm just going to play loose, hopefully, from here on out. 
now that you're at 30 minutes nightly, uh, how much more free does that make you feel out there where you know you're going to get basically kind of like a full rotation? It's easier to get into a better rhythm, and I'm in better shape than I was a few weeks ago. Then on top of that, it's just uh, I'm just grateful to play that many minutes. That's some real, real good minutes right there. And 30 points for the first time since you come back. Does that mean anything? Oh, yeah. What? After not feeling that feeling for a few years? Yeah. It's, do not take a 30 ball lightly in this league. Does it mean something special to do it before this crowd against that team? Uh, it meant something special to do it in front of my dad. I don't think he's seen me play in a few years, so I know he's proud of me, and, and uh, that's always fun. Look yeah, like, our crowd, too. Our crowd was great out there. It looked like you got revved up when you made the lefty layup, got the and one after not maybe getting one uh, a couple of minutes before that. Was that particularly a, a satisfying play for you? Oh, yeah, especially after you get your your shot pan against the backboard. It feels good to, you know, let the defense know that that's not going to deter me, and that felt great. You had a couple nice hookups of beating Kaminga uh, early. What's the connection there, and what are you guys seeing from this 19-year-old uh, right now? I can't take credit for those hookups because I had zero assists. But <laughs> other than that, John, is it? I mean – isn't that crazy? He's not going to be in the Rising Stars game. He just guarded LeBron James for however many minutes, gave us 18 on 11 shots and almost a double-double. Like, how many more 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds are doing that? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a miss. That's, that's going to wind up being a whiff for the NBA, the fact that Jonathan Kaminga is not in the Rising Stars game. Uh, Clay Thompson hitting on that. It's been talked about the last. It, it, it's funny they they picked that team. I, I thought they picked it a, a little early, <laughs> and 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 Kaminga's been awesome basically since these last six games, really since they snubbed him. Because uh, I I think at that point, you know, going back a, a couple of weeks, I think you could actually have made the case. Well, he didn't really play. He wasn't playing a lot. You know, and he was kind of up and down, but since then he's been tremendous. And and look, the NBA should have had some foresight. I'm going to be clear here; they should have had the foresight to understand how electrifying he is as, as a young player, and they should have put him in the game just on that. But now it looks really bad because he has played so well over these last six games collectively, and he 100 percent. Uh, deserves to be there. Uh, so good stuff there from Clay Thompson. A couple of text messages to clean up before we get out of here. Comcast Business text line. Uh, ask the question, uh, do you want the Warriors? 831, I would rather play the Warriors than anyone else. Bring them on. Uh, I think the Lakers have everything, uh, gave everything they have. Westbrook, West Brick will show up in the playoffs. I'd love to to smack them around. Four one five. It felt like a, an NBA Finals type atmosphere and energy tonight. It, it definitely did. Uh, and one uh, text message two four zero. A couple of people all over my case. JD, how can you quickly give up on the young Wiseman for coming? I'm not giving up on Wiseman. I feel like I have to say this every single time, and I try to do it most of the time. It's a two-pronged conversation with Wiseman. I don't think he's going to be able to make a big impact for this team this season. That's not giving up on him. That's not an indictment of his career. And and Kaminga at this point is ahead of him. And I know, as 
510 pointed out, they're two totally different players. Wiseman and Kaminga, two totally different players. Wiseman will never play like Kaminga. That's not a bad thing. Wiseman is way smoother around the rim. Wiseman is a much better rim protector. To me, they complement each other. Well, Wiseman hasn't been a rim protector at this point. In fact, his defense has been rough. You hope with his athleticism and his body type that he becomes a rim protector. Uh, and, and no, Kaminga is not a rim protector. I, I understand that. Uh, the, the point that I was making as far as those two is Kaminga can get downhill close to the basket and finish. He, he is able, at least lately, to be able to score without any plays really being run for him, let's say. Yeah, you're running some pick and roll. And and the defense is creating openings, and he's they've they've simplified it. It's not Kaminga out at the wing, you know, putting it between the putting it on the deck, trying to hit a three. Like he's made some three, but like Kaminga, and that's the point I'm getting at. Kaminga playing a very simplified around the basket kind of a game. He's able to guard multiple positions. Much better defender at, at this stage than than Wiseman is for sure, and more versatile defender. Uh, than, than Wiseman is at this stage. But the point I'm, I'm getting at is Kaminga offensively can play and fit his game into the box that this Warriors team needs him to, to play uh, at in order to be on the floor in big moments. You can play Kaminga and Draymond and Wiggins and Clay and Steph down the stretch in a game the way this thing is trending right now. You're not going to see that with Wiseman in a playoff game this year with all of the the the, the you know the, the whole season on the line. You're just not. And I wouldn't have believed that we were going to see that from Kaminga a month ago. But he's played so well in particular over these last 5-6 games to where he's earning the opportunity. Everybody can recognize it. Steve Kerr uh alluded to it uh as well. So, uh We'll call it a night on that note. Great uh, great stuff. Appreciate the participation via the text line, uh, Comcast Business text line. Also, uh, good phone calls tonight as well. Uh, so that'll do it. Warriors get the win uh, for uh, everybody in our San Francisco studios, including Sterling Bennett. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, keep it locked here uh, throughout uh, the day tomorrow and, and, and on into the week uh, as we'll have you covered everything Warriors. Warriors next game Monday in L.A. They take on the Clippers 6 o'clock for Warriors Live in that one. So uh, for Sterling, uh, I'm John Dickinson. Uh, we'll talk to you again here soon. Warriors win at 117-115, to 115, and you heard it right here at 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 